0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'm your host, Tobari, and I'm joined by Travis here, and we got a good episode for you today. Today, we're sitting here watching the ever-so-exciting Cowboys versus Giants matchup Monday Night Football. Um, We always have one of these a year, at least, it seems like. So, the question we pose today is, which running back would you want to build around as a franchise GM? Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott. So, um, Saquon Barkley was the second overall pick last year, and Zeke has been in the league for a while, but they're both two very dynamic running backs. So, Travis, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. If you had to pick a running back to choose to build around, which one would you choose? Yeah,
1: dynamic is just kind of an understatement. We got Quadzilla. Um, and Saquon Barkley, who we all need to figure out his leg routine so that we can be on that game. Um, and then you had and Destroy, who has been destroying offenses and leading the league and rushing for, for many seasons, many years. So both very good, talented running backs. And honestly, you couldn't go wrong with either or on your team, but I guess you have to also consider uh, if you want to think about the Cowboys team versus the Giants team, because – It's no secret, no surprise, that the Cowboys have a better offensive line than most teams in the NFL, but especially the the Giants. And when you consider that, Saquon Barkley is still doing Saquon Barkley type thing. Um, And he's still a new running back, still new to the league, but he has so much potential, so much to just be literally a a once-in-a-generational type player. And we're able to see what uh, is can do in the league a great offensive line, but put Saquon Barkley in the backfield on, a, on the Dallas Cowboys, and it could really be something. That being said, I think that um, Ezekiel Elliott is a great running back, so I don't know where his one his it would be um, with that. I just think Saquon Barkley has so much to offer from, from a lot of standpoints. So I personally, not knowing the potential just yet, if
0: Saquon Blanc with could bring, I might have to go with Quad on this one. Wow. I wasn't, yeah. wasn't expecting you to pick Quad God here, but so before I give you my answer here, uh so you're saying to me basically you're saying that if you put Zeke on the on the Giants team that you don't think that he will perform as well. No. I,
1: he will not. Hundred percent. I mean Zeke Zeke is he's a he's a beast, he's a monster. He, and he's going to perform. He's going to get some yards. But it is totally different when you have a mammoth of a left tackle. and Tyron Smith. You have an all-pro. And Jack Martin just, the list goes on. He accolades with his offensive line, the Dallas Cowboys. Like, it, it's just unbelievable. And then you look at the Giants, and they have Nate Soldier. Um, They have Will Hernandez. So they got some pieces there too, but still not as – um, dominant as the Dallas Cowboys as been
0: known to be dominant. Yeah, and I think we've seen that the Giants tried to model their offensive line kind of like the Cowboys. They drafted Will Hernandez, who I was very high on coming out of the draft. He's a left guard. They paid Nate Solder a lot of money, and it just really hasn't worked out for him. So I think they still have um, Weston Lynchburg or something crazy like that. But so they really tried to – the Giants really did try to revamp their offensive line, not only to help Saquon, but to give Eli Manning originally um, just a chance to survive back in the pocket. We know Eli has since been replaced by Daniel Jones, and I think that Saquon Barkley probably this year is um, suffering from the same kind of ailments as Le'Veon Bell is in New York for the Jets. Teams are daring Daniel Jones to throw the ball. So they're stacking that box, giving them the one-on-one coverage outside. Like, we dare you to beat us by throwing it. So I just pulled up some stats here, right? I we'll pulled up some stats. So Zeke has been in the league since 2016. In that time frame, he's accumulated. and guess this is before tonight's game. 4,650 yards. He averages 4.6 yards per carry, and he has scored 34 touchdowns. As far as receiving, he hasn't really been a strong receiving running back. Um, when he gets the ball in his hand, when the screen passes and things like that, he usually makes mincemeat of uh, his defenders, but he's only called 159 passes. And that's since 2016, 10 out. So three years. Looking at Saquon, who's he's in his sophomore season, he's had 1,680 yards, which. Okay, that's a lot, but uh, you can still understand why Zeke has more. His yards per carry is 5. Zeke is 4.6. 4.6 is nothing to laugh at, but Saquon's is 5. Saquon, as of right now, before this game, I'm guessing this hasn't been added to the stats, and to be honest with you, I haven't seen much of it yet tonight. Saquon has 13 touchdowns compared to Zeke's 34. So... Obviously, Zeke's been in the league longer. This is the part that absolutely just astonishes me. In one and a half years, Saquon has 113 catches. Zeke has 159 in three years. Saquon yeah. is going to blow that catch record. Just, just he's going to fly by Zeke when it comes to catching.
1: Absolutely. So he. You know what? And I'll even throw this out there. I'll even say this. How's this for a take? I think I haven't seen a running back as exciting uh, as exciting as Saquon Barkley since Adrian Peterson blew
0: up. Oh man, that's a bold statement.
1: Talk about a physical specimen.
0: Because AP was back in his Minnesota Vikings days, especially the year after he tore his ACL, he was electric. I think he did. Did he get two thousand yards that year? I think he might have.
1: He did. He did. And <laughs> actually, it doesn't even matter. Like, you already know I'm a Bears fan, but I don't care what side of the fence you're on. He's just watching this guy. It's like, poetry in motion. I think Saquon, the same thing. He's just a big play waiting to happen.
0: Yeah, like, every time he gets the ball, I think everybody holds their breath to see, like, oh, man, is he going to break it? Is he going to break it? And that was one of the, quote, unquote, knocks on him coming down in the pre-draft process was he does a little bit too much dance and it leads to a lot of um, plays that end up in negative yardage. But I think we saw, like, yeah, it happens sometimes, but a lot of times he breaks it off for long touchdowns. And once he gets going, ain't nobody stopping him. With that being said, Saquad is electric. I hear you. And maybe it's the Jets fan in me, but I do not Saquon doesn't do it for me, man. He does not do it for me. I have to doesn't go. Do
1: it for you.
0: I have to go. If I'm having to build a franchise, I'm picking Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. He again, just
1: again. There's nothing. Nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, there is no real wrong answer. Like if you had to, if you had the first pick and you took Saquon, I'd be like, okay, that's alright. Um, I'll take Zeke. And likewise, like they're both really, really electric players, and the team probably wouldn't be the same without him. But that being said, something about Zeke's attitude, his personality, his running style, that feed me mantra he has, that just – I, I think I think it's because he's a very, very confident, borderline, cocky player. Those are my favorite players. Like, you talk about the quarterbacks that came out. Like, part of the thing that drew me to Baker Mayfield was his confidence in himself. I know Zeke has that, and that something about that confidence factor really draws me – toward these players and his athletes. So <laughs> Zeke is my pick. Like, he's just he, – he's everything that I want my running backs to be. Like, mm-hmm. when the Jets – before the yep. Jets acquired Le'Veon Bell, we had some we had some good players that, back there in the backfield, but they weren't on the level of Ezekiel Elliott. They weren't on the level of Le'Veon Bell. They, they didn't have that attitude, that if factor. They didn't go out there and know that, hey – I'm the man around here, you know, I'm the number one running back. And that and I was like, I need a running back to have that.
1: Yeah, actually and um now that I was thinking about it to add to that story, and you'll love this because um I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but Ezekiel Elliott's rookie year, um, he was they were playing against the Seattle Seahawks and during this time, as you mentioned, it was two thousand sixteen. And Cam Chancellor, the enforcer was still on the Seahawks, It's still very much force. he and Earl Thomas both played this game. It's when the Legion of Boom was still prominent. So, Ezekiel Elliott's in the game, and, you know, he's just up-and-coming rookie, uh, so Cam Chance is trying to put him in his place, you know, especially being a rookie, and Ezekiel just basically told him, I'm not afraid of anybody, and he ran chancellor he ran right through him
0: i remember that it was a preseason he, game actually and we looked at each other we're like about. man these dudes are hidden like this in a preseason game cam chancellor tried to tell him like <laughs> you are a rookie and zeke elliot was like i'm gonna show you i'm a rookie and, and it was like it looked like what happened when a stop, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. that he that, literally
1: ran into a brick wall, ran into a, came out <laughs> <kidding>.
0: <laughs> Ran into a brick wall and got up and like, All right, what's next? What's the next challenge?
1: <laughs> um, the next play.
0: But yeah, I I remember
1: seeing that play and him running into Cam Chancellor and him getting up and jawing at him. You know, especially being a rookie, and I was like, wow, man, ZGLA La, he got some moxie. This guy's a star. He's the real deal. And then I was also disappointed because hearing that the Bears were interested in him, um, seems like a common thing for us, you know, us being interested in players and it don't work out. But um, interested <laughs> in Ezekiel Elliott, it just didn't work out. That's how life goes, though, right?
0: All the time, man. I was surprised that just got on bail, But, man, I will tell you, I, I, I really didn't think they were going to do it. I thought he was going to go to the Baltimore Ooh, Ravens. Yeah. But it just uh, it ended up working out. So, yep. All right.
1: Well. So right now, right now, you want to get rid of him?
0: Oh no, no, no. Um, not at all. <laughs> I think that we, the Jets' offensive line, is just obviously nowhere near any. It's not nowhere near. It's nowhere near average. So they really just need to get some better pieces on the interior offensive line like Jonathan Harrison is in there and I don't know if he's was drafted Um, we have Alex Lewis playing left guard and he may be the best offensive lineman the Jets have and right guard we have Brian Winters and don't get me wrong Brian Winters had one good season and the Jets was like hey there's a lot of bad players out there so we got to pay him some money to keep him around and everybody expects him to be good and he's kind of below average. So the Jets just the interior, the whole offensive line needs to be worked re- reworked. Um they had Kelvin Beachum at left tackle, but he hurt his ankle. So then they got the rookie third round pick playing left tackle. For right tackle, they have uh Brandon Shell, who started out looking like he was gonna be a good player had a knee injury and then just has been bad ever since. So their whole offensive line is just it's bad. They don't communicate. So that leads to Sam Darnold getting sacked a lot. No pre- no holes opening up for Le'Veon to be able to run through. But he's been a champ and he has not came out there and said, like, y'all need to block better. <laughs> y'all gotta <laughs> open some holes for me. He's been a good he's been a good, good, good teammate and he's coming just said like you know what we'll get it fixed we'll get it turned around he has, he hasn't thrown anybody under the bus so I don't know I wouldn't get rid of him but I feel like when we talk about how we'll fix the Jets I'm conflicted now that they're going to have a very high pick on what we should do to fix the Jets so that's another episode for another time but that's going to come and <laughs> we just need to give Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell some help. But we're going to wrap up this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. Travis, join me. Thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.